Welcome to the Ryan Holt Show. On this show, you can expect the latest, the greatest, and the best curated content on business, marketing, automotive, and lifestyle. Sit back, put in your earplugs, and let's enjoy the ride. Now, as always, I want to make sure you get the best in content that will help you monster your goals, both personally and professionally. I want to keep this conversation going, so please check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at RyanHoltz1. And then go over to Facebook.com forward slash RyanHoltz Marketing, and we can chat there too. I also want you to visit www.ryanholtz.ca as this will be where I put my almighty beloved show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show. Let the beat drop and enjoy. Hey, uh, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Today I have an amazing guest, but before we get into all of that, uh, it is Happy New Year to everybody. Um, I put out one episode since the New Year, so I haven't got a chance to uh, thank all my listeners um, about, you know, about everything, about 2017, about the support, about the love. Sincerely wishing everyone uh, a prosperous 2018 and even better 2017. Uh, me personally, professionally, my family businesses and everything we kicked 2017 in the motherfucking mouth okay and uh 2018 we are coming hard strong um so again happy new year on behalf of myself my family and uh rhinolds marketing today's episode is brought to you by empowered by rhinolds marketing consulting and training we're doing a caps edition so sarah's got the cap on i got the cap on uh everything is really good i'm really liking that um I want to get into my next guest, uh, Sarah. I've been following uh, you on Instagram um, for literally, I would say, maybe a year and a half, two years. It, you are absolutely fantastic. Uh, the first post that got me was you dancing on key release all by your lonesome self in an empty room. So I feel like we could be friends because I'm in an empty room right now, uh, all by myself. <laughs> uh, Sarah's bio reads as this. As a current director with the Calgary Real Estate Board, Sarah has realized the importance of giving back from sharing her experiences and stories online to speaking in front of large crowds or meeting other realtors uh, for coffee. Sarah is trying to raise the bar of real estate herself. Depreciating humor, deprecating depreciating humor makes an easy entrance <laughs> for anyone and has made her a fan favorite for nationwide podcasts and interviewers alike of course she has to have some downtime too and that is usually spent with her horse dog pretending to enjoy yoga or yelling at herself on the golf course i she has a brown miniature schnauzer he's actually not impressed his name is fat max sarah welcome to the show thank you very much that's easy for you to say geez absolutely yeah so tell me uh, you're a realtor when did that all begin how did that begin? Um, talk to me a little bit about why you make real estate look so fun. You make it look characterized. You make it look personalized. When I think of real estate, and I've presented to many realtors and brokerage owners and the EREB, the Edmonton Real Estate Board, um, not to put a generalization, but it's still a very dated industry, very archaic, similar to the automotive industry, which is where I kind of do my bread and butter. Um, how has somebody like you with so much personality came in had a ton of success and I'm sorry, you're doing it your way. How does that, how, how have you done that? <laughs> 
Well, I think it's because I started out not doing it my way. So I've been in the industry for just over 12 years now. And I started out like a lot of realtors, you know, like I thought I had to be the realtor and I had to dress and I had to act a certain way. And it was actually only after really being beaten down a couple of times that I realized like I'm done with this. This is not who and what I am. And it's funny because you've been following me for two years. And I think I've only had that Instagram for about two and a half years. Yep. And that was my foray into, wait a minute, I don't have to do it the same way everybody else is doing it. So it took me almost 10 years into my career to give my head a shake, to be like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. This is not how it's done. It's not how it serves me. It's not how it serves my clients. And so from then, I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. This is just who and what I am. This is what I see in our industry. And I'm probably more enthused and passionate about it now than I was, you know, for the first 10 years. (laughs) You know what, though? I mean, truth be told, first off, you used to like all my pictures and we're going to we 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 do this. We do this awkwardness on the Reinhold Show podcast where I bring guests on and and we talk about the dirties. We talk about the follow and unfollows. We talk about the likes and the dislikes. We talk about the secret haters. We talk about the private viewing modes on LinkedIn. We talk all about this, all about the stalkerish crap that happens on social media that really at the end of the day is absolutely ridiculous. I really want to say that I'm passionate about this. People who are in business, people who want to breathe, people who live the clicks, the likes, the retweets, the impressions, all that means absolute shit. The reason this is, is we all owe a death one day. I am so passionate about this. So for me, I really try to use my social media and I use my digital marketing prowess to simply meet you online, but I want to get you offline as quick as possible because I feel that that's where the magic can really happen. And I mean, I've been following you a year and a half. I think we've sent some direct messages, you know, over, yeah. you know, months and months ago and kind of weird, you know, just kind of like, hey, how's it going? Don't really know you, but hey, I love your stuff. You're like, cool, no problem. And then I don't think I've actually like talked to you or really had much interaction um, for like, I don't know, a year, nine months to a year at least. So how come you don't like my pictures anymore? And did you, and did you, and did, and did you forget about Ryan Holtz and hashtag really awkward? No, and I don't think this is awkward at all. Don't bullshit me. I'm not bullshitting you at all. What what is really pissing me off right now is the algorithms that uh, are coming out with with Instagram. So I'm literally not seeing them. Yeah. And so yeah. I mean, and I followed you from, you know, your wife's pregnancy until you had your child. And like I remember all of this and I know you've got a place in Fairmont and I know all of these things about you. And it's not because we've been talking recently. I remember the pictures that I like and the people that I follow. Yeah. But I'm getting such a smaller and smaller view of it. Honestly, it's really pissing me off. <laughs> So I'm not getting to see half the people that I normally did. You know, a year ago, I get everybody's updates. And so I'd see what was going on with everybody. Now, I swear they keep it to like 50 people. And that's all I'm seeing. I'm not seeing some of my close friends. I'm not seeing the people that I followed their career for a long period of time. And I know that everybody's in the same boat. It's infuriating. You know what? The the thing with the Instagram algorithm, it's kind of like, you know, I'll put on my digital marketing cap again. And let's talk a little bit. of I call it the hashtag nerdgasm. So we're going to have a little bit of digital marketing nerdgasms. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. Um, But it's kind of like Facebook where Facebook, when Facebook first came out, if you remember, it was like a dormitory thing, very casual. Then all of a sudden, 100,000 people, then a million people, then a billion people. And Facebook basically said, listen, you can partake on your friends list and you know interact with people. But if you're going to start posting business stuff, we want to get you over to the fan page, the business page. Yeah. 
And then it was the biggest digital marketing bait and switch in history in the fact that as soon as that happened, Facebook said, boom. Now, if you have, let's just keep it a clean number, a thousand fans on Facebook, according to the EdRank algorithm, only about 10 to 13% of those fans are going to see your content for free. Now, Instagram, as we know, is owned by Facebook. And they're doing the same thing here. Eventually, to get all these eyeballs that's on Instagram right now, which is attention arbitrage, you're going to have to pay for it. We all know what's going there. To to lead into your point, what's interesting is that Instagram claims that the new algorithm actually cleans up your feed so that you see exactly the content which you like. Here's what I hate about it, though. Lies. Lies. Yes. If you actually want to see my feed, you have to manually now at least comment on my photo, like a photo, and then you'll start seeing some of Ryan Holtz coming to your feed again. I don't like that because it makes it for like a really weird um, type of thing, but I appreciate your honesty. So I'm going to leave it there. We're still friends. I really like your aqua color. Real estate. (laughs) How did you get into real estate? When did you become an actual realtor? And what's your opinion of it? Like, I want to know why you went into real estate. And I want to know, in your opinion, who best suited out there is is suited to to have a career like this? Well, here's here's the thing. I don't think real estate is ever anybody's first choice. In fact, I have not. Well, I've met one person who, you know, got out of high school or university and went right into real estate. Yep. Real estate for everybody yep. is a second career, second job, third, fourth, fifth, tenth. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, I was really happy. I was, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. My background is in project management for junior exploration companies. I loved what I was doing, but I wasn't fulfilled. And so, you know, and I was 24, 25 at the time, dating myself a little bit here. And I just decided, you know, I was reading some Rich Dad Poor Dad. And (laughs) I was like, huh, you know what? I need to set myself up a little bit better for success. And I got my license just on the side. Now, unfortunately, 12 plus years ago, it was super easy to get your real estate license. Like, and I'm not an idiot. So I think it took two weeks. Wow. You know, like, I literally, I remember I went home for Christmas, went to visit my parents, did everything I had to in all of the books, came back, wrote the test and bam, I was a realtor. So I did it part time. You know, that's how, what a lot of people do. You do it part time. And so I was doing it part time and I decided, you know what? I actually really like it. Mm. And I actually, I felt like I was letting myself down. Mm. So because I had gone to school, I'd gone to university. I had it like, I had a career path that could have served me very well. And I left it and I didn't tell anybody. So here is the hard thing for me. Not only am I in, so I live in Calgary mm-hmm. and not only am I living in a city that I didn't grow up here, you know, I grew up on the West coast. Where did so, you grow up? Yeah, so I grew up between Vancouver and a really small town called Paw River on the Sunshine Coast. Ooh, you know, do you... 20,000 people tiny. Okay, okay, Sarah, you know the only place, like, the only place my wife and I would give up, we love Fairmont, we invested here, we live here half-time, um, and... Say Paw River, don't say it. No, Seashelt, we love Seashelt. Is that, that's close, right? Yeah, that's one ferry away. One ferry ferry away. So anyway, sorry, sorry to interject there. Okay, no, no worries at all. And so I didn't tell anybody, you know, which obviously, hey, guess what? It makes it really hard to get clients when you don't tell anybody what you do. So I wasn't (laughs) telling my friends, I wasn't telling my family. Um, I mean, my family knew what I was doing, but it wasn't like, hey, I'm a realtor. Can I get your business? Because I I was kind of ashamed. And I was ashamed because I knew who, how I viewed realtors. And so I just automatically assumed that's how people would view me too. And I didn't want that shade. 
Interesting. You know, and so it took me, unfortunately, it took me a long time for myself to rectify that. Not only am I a realtor, but I'm proud of it. And it only took until I had this sort of like change in thought and feeling of, of who and what I am in the business that I was like, you know what? I can stand proud for this profession because it gets all of these people from different areas. Let's go back into the history of real estate though a bit. Like this is a huge, <laughs> like you're, you're giving me, you're giving me your truth and I respect that. But the, 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 the standard truth of this is there was so much shady crap in real estate. There, yep. there still is to some degree, but you're right. I think the licensing requirements has done a good job of filtering out a lot of the crap. I think so yeah, much more difficult. So much more difficult. 100%. Yeah. Rightfully, rightfully so. But the elevator pitch. So uh, let's just say I run into you, you, casual everyday lifestyle. Maybe you're like buying groceries or I'm behind you or in the supermarket or just some stupid, you know, everyday conversation like, oh, what do you do for a living? What's your response? I'm in real estate. But now. That is, and that is literally all I say. Only because, and I mean, I have got so many stories about this, but only because. Share one. I, I want to hear this. This is huge. You want to hear, I do. hear one? I do. Okay. So I had had my license for about two or three years. So way back when, and I had taken my dog to the dog park and I was coming up to the parking lot area where a lot of people, they're coming and going. And there's a guy there handing out his business cards, his real estate business cards. <laughs> and he comes up to me, right? He comes up to me and gives me a card. Hey, you know, like giving me the elevator pitch. If you ever look at buy or sell, here's my name. Here's my information. Super enthused. And I said to him, it's okay. I am a realtor. As soon as I said that, he was like, Oh my God, you are. Well, to be honest, I don't actually have my license right now. I lost it because I'm not selling enough to keep paying my fees. And he's like, but as soon as I get my next client, I'll relicense again. What? And, and that just went to show in my own mind of like, wow, this is a shady business and I'm embarrassed to be in it. Wow. So that left such an impression on me that I am not an elevator pitcher. Not only that, but I mean, I work so much by referral and word of mouth that, and those, those clients that I get from previous clients or, you know, from my friends and family now are so much stronger and we've got that mutual respect yeah. with yeah. each other already so that I don't feel like I have to sell myself because I won't do it. Yeah. I won't do it. Yeah. Oh, you your- know, and I want those, I want those smart, intelligent clients that we've got lots of stuff in common and we're like, yeah, and I will do everything I can to work for them, but I'm not going to stand there in the elevator and be like, Hey, here's my business card. What can I do for you today? Yeah. I want to be your realtor. I'm in real estate. The market's fantastic. Yeah. Like, ugh. yeah. And now, okay. So this is, this would be considered completely different than a lot of other realtors tactics, right? At marketing, we say like marketing, one of my biggest beliefs in marketing, and you get the same thing with a lot of marketers and social media marketers and strategists and all these wacky names out there. And basically anybody who has a damn cell phone's a marketer now, right? Now, totally. now with that being said, the best marketing is, is one, is one where you don't see it's kind of like sales right the inbound approach even even for my company right one of my strategies and it works really well is you don't really ever hear me say like you know contact ryan holtz marketing for all your needs and this and that i don't do that because you know i focus on the top level of my funnel which means that i think that if you find me to be an engaging person you're kind of curious you're gonna go to my website you're gonna check out what i do and literally 99 percent of my new business comes in either referral or or just people are like, yo, I, I came to you. 
And you know, at that point, you don't have to sell anything. It's your deal to lose at that point, right? Of course. So of course. I also, you know, you do get a lot of the clients that are like, well, no, I'm paying you money. Let's see how high you can jump and let's, you know, do the song and pony dance. And I'm never there. I, I never want to convince somebody of anything. I don't. I Because I feel like our relationship is going to get broken down, down the road anyway. It's going to serve, you know, I'm going to waste your time. You're going to waste my time for yeah. being a realtor. Now you say, hey, I'm a realtor. I'm proud of it. But when did you go full time, full heavy into it? And how long would you say from the time you went full time, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. to the time that you could actually make enough money to sustain and do it full time? Because a lot of people, I, I see a high turnover in real estate. I mean, Huge. every so average oh. life expectancy of a realtor is under three years. Jeez. Right. Now, 75, 75 percent of new agents are gone in three years. Now, why is that? It's hard. It's tough. And I'm glad that there's a bit of a a high turnover because people think, and like I said earlier, you know, this is a second, third and fourth career. People think it's going to be easy. They see other agents out there that are like, hey, doing really well for themselves. They don't realize that if you are truly doing well as an agent, you are working your ass off. Yes. You are not treating it like an evenings and weekends thing. You are at it full time. So I went full time pretty quickly uh, within the first year and it, it's an, it, you have to, you are either all in or you are all out. Yes. If you are not all in, you are not, you are not, not only just not attracting those clients, but that knowledge and the, the changes that we write and see in our contracts and in the houses, all of this stuff is yeah. changing all of the time. Yeah. You cannot stay on top of two things at once. It's impossible. So I went full time. Uh, like I said, within the first year, I felt like I was doing pretty good. Now, keep in mind, when I got into the industry, our market was doing really well. So yeah. think of, you know, to late 2005, six, seven, market was doing well. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, I'm I'm doing OK. I like it. Sarah, and then the just one thing. Just move your yeah. move your microphone from your headphones out of your hair a little bit. I can hear your hair rustling the, the mic. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I'm like holding a phone. I'm doing, Oh my God. Technology, my phone is dying. Like Yo, you, you need to get it. You need to get one of those dongles, Sarah, man. You got to get like a <laughs> selfie stick. Set, set, set that place up for success. There you go. No, no. Sorry. Sorry. You didn't, to, you didn't tell me we were going to do this. <laughs> because I think, you know, my strategy on the podcast is every time I tell somebody we're going to do it, they start, it's like they rethink their whole life. Like when you say video and okay, one thing, it's one thing to say video. Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> well, this is our first in virtual person meet in terms of verbal to verbal. So now I'm starting to understand that. I think it's great. I want to, I want to add to your point a bit. You, you say it takes work and it's extremely hard. How much of that has hindered or impacted your personal life? Or has it? God, you've got to ask my boyfriend and my family about that. Um, I do think that it has. Now, well, and, and, also- and hold on before you answer, I just want to set the context and the framework on this because yeah. I feel like, I mean, anybody who's in business, I don't care what business you're in. If you're any kind of like, I'm responsible for my own income. And if I do not go out there and make it rain, it, like it's going to thunder and I'm going to be in a cardboard box, legit, right? Um, yeah. Like before you can do that, my my biggest thing at the moment I hear somebody say, oh, my spouse isn't supportive or we're having issues or my my sister, or my brother, or my husband or my uncle or my father or cousins are are negative or the first thing I tell them, I'm like, I don't want to sound harsh about this, but 
get rid it's of it. Work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Because, because the, the support system that you have, I would not everything be. Everything is everything. I would not. I would. I mean, my wife, my wife, my wife is the shit. I am nothing without my wife. Like when it comes to this, I mean, we, we have our, our son. And, I, you know, since I've had my child, I'll tell you this right now. Dejan has impacted the way I do business, uh, how much I'm doing it. Because for me, my my honest to God, my biggest dream in the world was being a husband, creating my own family and being a father. I didn't have a father growing up. So for me, it's it's something that was always a, a tough, tough thing to, to, to do. And for me, I always wanted to create a life where I really wanted my kids to be able to say, I really can relate and feel the same way with my dad as I do with my mom. And I love Dejan looks at me the same way he looks at his mom. And for me, that's huge. So for you... I mean, you're grinding hardcore and I, I get it. Like I'm there. I, I understand that. So how much does it impact your personal and what do you do to, to, to appease both sides? Um, for sure. And you know what? Anybody that says that it doesn't affect them personally is a damn liar. For sure it does. You know, uh, when I did first get into real estate after about a year, uh, my boyfriend at the time actually joined me. He was a realtor also. Yeah. Uh, worst mistake ever. By the way, totally <laughs> blew everything up. It was a complete disaster. Not to say that teams like that can't work together. I have seen a few that are successful. It's not something that I can do because then you're living and breathing it all day, every day, which yeah. I'm doing anyways. Yeah. But I felt so much pressure because I was essentially the breadwinner and I, it was so hard and, and so difficult. Um, you need to have those people that are there for you. I mean, uh, my boyfriend, Darren, is phenomenal and fantastic and i really feel like the growth shout out to darren shout out to darren i know he's gonna be so proud of himself right now yeah shout out darren darren mr (laughs) mr ryan holtz i mean i got your back man props to you man that's good oh god (laughs) yeah uh but anyways i wouldn't be where i am right now uh without that support he's an entrepreneur he understands how it is we really push each other and it's turned into such an amazing positive thing i never thought that it was possible you know he's got his businesses going that are doing amazing and i think that we just see each other doing well and even if we're having those hard days you get it and you're there for each other and so you know even moving forward with the real estate board and that takes up a lot of time and energy but i am passionate about it i would not be able to do that if i did not have his support isn't it amazing how in business you can get your ass completely kicked I mean, you can get just completely kicked. I mean, you can wake up and say, I'm going to do like 10 times and I'm going to come out and crush it. And you can just like, I am not ever partaking in anything that I can literally have sunshine one hour and I can have a complete fire. And as you, I, I think you can attest to this, especially being a realtor, but you're also an entrepreneur. A part of your day, maybe probably the majority of your day is putting out fires. It's problem solving. It's dealing with issues. It's appeasing, it's appeasing, it's appeasing. The moment somebody says, I'm going to go into business and I'm going to have an ego is the moment I tell them, first of all, your ego is going to get your ego is going to get completely fucked up. You need to come into any business completely humble. I mean, I am a servant. I'm a servant. So people are like, oh, Ryan, man, you live in La Vida Loca type A personality. You're a leader. I am a servant. I mean, have you read this book? And maybe make sure you do read it. It's called Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Yes. Yeah. Have you read? So true. Right. So, so and your biggest enemy, your biggest enemy is your inner me. I mean, we know that. Yep. Yep. For sure it is. And, and, and that's the thing you mentioned this, but I can literally go from, Oh my God, I'm killing it. This is amazing. To like a shuddering in a corner being like, Oh my God, I'm never going to get out of this. And that can be one day. 
Yeah. And everybody thinks, oh, you're being dramatic and overly dramatic. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It can be so hard and so difficult. And what I've really found is the agents that I see and I try to emulate are so humble. Yeah. The, the people out there that yeah. you're like, wow, yeah. you're doing amazing yeah. are so humble. They continue to work. They continue to learn. And that is inspiring. And that's what keeps you going. So what would you say to somebody, especially when they're trying to become a realtor? And I mean, let's be honest here. Like it's it can be quite a ferocious game. I've met I met a ton of realtors, a ton of people who are in business and, you know, people who are starting out or, or trying to change their life or you know, coming from their nine to five and saying like, this is just not doing it for me or, you know, various several reasons. And they say, like, I need somebody who can guide me in the right direction. A lot of business owners out there, they, they want to guide the person down the path of like destruction because the competition kicks in. That's just real talk. And that is the reality. Is there any secrets to Sarah and your real estate practice that somebody else truly cannot achieve, get or learn? I don't think so. Okay. Now, I don't think so. What and, is, now, and the reason, what, yeah. What is your blueprint? Like, and, and not like in the sense, and, and to be honest, I think you're, I wanted to have you on the show because I view you as a confident person. So I think when I ask you like, what's your secret? I think in, inside you're probably laughing because there is no secret. It's worth, like it's, it's worth, no it's, it, yeah, it's, but, but we all know that there's books. Everybody says the secret. We all think there's secret. The secret is to work your fucking face off. Right. We know yeah. that. So, but in your blueprint, I mean, you've spent, I mean, a lot of years screwing up rebuilding it, screwing up, figuring it out, probably still learn, make, learn from my mistakes. Absolutely. But if there is like five best practices and I hate the word best practices, but just a guideline, what would you say to somebody? It's like, I don't have my real estate license. I'm thinking about becoming a realtor and I don't know anything after that. I get this all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> By uh, way, like all the time. And sometimes I just smile and laugh and I'm like, okay, good luck. Yeah. Uh, have fun with that one. Because it's not, it's not easy. You know, it is very hard, but you have to be diligent. You have to give yourself a schedule no matter what. And people are like, oh, well, I like to sleep in and do this. Are you kidding? You're not going to, if you like to sleep in and just enjoy life, this is probably not the career for you. It's not going to work out. So you have to give yourself a schedule and you have to be very strict about it. You have to find, and I hate, I hate salesy programs because like I said, I don't really feel like I'm in sales. I'm working with people. I'm teaming with people as we go through the buy and sell process. Uh, But you have to find a a program that resonates with you. So I really like Ninja Selling. Mm. Huge fan of it. I also really like Brian Buffini. And I take little bits of all of these things to put it together. And that's just what helps me build my business. Now, I'm always on the path of learning as well. So, you know, reading all of the books you can, but you need to give yourself that schedule. You need to give yourself a day in the life. And you have to be very strict about it because it is so easy to squirrel, mm. you know, like I'm at, right now I'm at my home office, which for me is the worst place to be. Really? My dog is sitting, my dog is sitting right next to me. Yep. I know that I have to do some laundry. I'm going to need lunch. I've got a home inspection right after this. Yep. I have an outside office. I've got an office at, at my brokerage at yep. my new office. And uh, that's the best place for me because I can sit there and I can just bang out a ton of shit. Interesting. And be so productive and get stuff done. That's what I need for me. Okay. Yep, so I yep. honestly feel, and I know that you're different and, and a lot of people are, but I feel like our home office is our biggest enemy. Oh. You are not getting things done. <laughs> and it is okay. So okay. 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 
All right. Okay. Here's here's what's interesting. Okay, this is good. Having a workspace. So I I started. This is my second business. I started my first business when I was 24 and sold it at 27. Um, then I worked at a dealership, did some really cool things there, and then said I'm going to be an egomaniac and I think I can do this better. And I started my own marketing company. Four years later, we're kicking ass. But I don't like. I always say that the number one thing that's going to make somebody squirrel is financial burden. So I think that finance is a lot of what a lot of people don't talk about in business is the financial pressures. I feel that even real estate, some realtors have said, listen, man, if you're going to go into real estate, have enough money in the bank for at least six to 12 months to pay your bills. By the time a deal gets sold, by the time you get all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. However, the home space for me, it's interesting. I have figured out a lot about myself in the last you know few years where I think as much of an extrovert as I am to the public and even growing up, I'm really an introvert. I don't like to be bothered. But this wall behind me, I call it the I am enough wall. So Will Packard is a movie producer and he was doing this um, really, really great. Um, uh, sorry, I just got to plug this in. He was doing a great. Just give me yeah, one no worries. He, 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 he was doing a great uh, interview about how he can do all these movies and be successful doing it. Now, what was interesting about it and I thought was he said, when I feel in doubt, I come. I always have one space or one area that I feel that clears my mind. What you said about having to actually go to an actual office, people, I mean, I hear that. I would say that's probably the norm compared to somebody that works at home. I, I literally had somebody say, Ryan, I could never work at home. I'm just not focused. And for me, I thought I could, though. Well, you thought and 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 to a certain extent, I can. You can. And I'm an introvert, and I don't want anybody to bother me at my office. So I am very strict <laughs> about my office space, and there's only certain people around there. And <laughs> seriously, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. But but you need to you need to be able to take this stuff seriously, and you need to be able to have your list of everything that you need to get done, and you need to get it done every day. It is, it is not easy. And the biggest, the biggest downfall I see in agents and new agents is that they taste a bit of success. Mm. They, they sell their first one or two homes and all of a sudden they're like, well, the sky's the limit. What else am I going to do? And they start diversifying ah. immediately and they start, oh, I can do this business or I see that there's this missing in the market. Like guys stick to what you're good at. Got to plug my phone in, uh, stick to what you're good at because it's, it's not going to happen like that. So they start diversifying and then they start doing this, this and this and this. And the problem is, is you can't do all of those things. So home office is the exact same thing. And, you know, I know there's people that are like, well, this is what I've got right now. And that's fine. Or they love the fact that's why they got into real estate so that they can work from home. But I'll tell you right now, if you want to be one of those top producers, you need to get out of your own way. And you need to get out of your own space. Well, it's, I think wow. it's I think it's even bigger than that. I think it's you need to be self-aware and you have to have a really good degree of introspection. Right. And a lot of people just self-awareness, I think, is probably why we have wars. I mean, it's why we we actually need police. It's why it's why humans lo- lose their mind. You know, we're constantly going after things that are, you know, maybe they don't even have anything to do with what actually makes us happy deep down. I think one thing that you touched on, it's funny because every time I talk to somebody who's notable in their specific industry or respected by their peers is, you know, you're a realtor and it's funny, you start talking on a podcast and everybody thinks, man, we're going to talk so much about real estate. We're going to talk about how to like assess if, if the home's a good flip. We never actually talk about what you do because what you do in some ways is irrelevant. It's more so you that's making it relevant. And that's why even interviewing you, I'm more interested in you 
than I am about your real estate practice because is, is, is a realtor unique? No, I mean, there's a lot of realtors in the world, but is Sarah, John- is Sarah Johnston making it unique? Yes. Now, you talked about the home office. That's one tip that I, 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 a lot of people can take away. In terms of keeping yourself on task, on time, and organized, is there any apps that you use? Is there any tactics? Is there any hacks? Is there is there things that are just so weird? You're like, you know, I, I wake up, I go to the bathroom in the morning, and I write on my wall. Like, is there anything just really messed up that you do? <laughs> Everything I do is messed up. I know, you've been following me for long enough. I feel like you got to know that. But I am oddly regimented. It was, it was a bait. It was, perhaps it, you think. it was a bait question. It's totally a bait question. Totally bait. Totally bait. Um, I've got this in front of me right now, which Ooh. is a planner yep. that I take with me everywhere. And so if you look at like my days and my weeks, I am so regimented and scheduled. I have to get up at six o'clock in the morning. I have to have alone time. I have to write out you're going to think that this is crazy. No. Um, I have to write out my affirmations and my gratitudes. Wow. Look at, I write, I write out fucking lines every day. Interesting. Like, or picking up my phone. Yeah. Although Darren will tell me that that's a lie and he's right. That's totally a lie. I can't help it. I'm addicted to my phone. Um, and so I've, I've got that and I've got, you know, I do a bit of positive reading in the morning. What does that affirmation what say? What is, do you, do you write different things or is it, is it, it, it you have to write, Honestly, right now, um, it changes every three to four months, depending on how I'm What's doing. What's your most recent one? Goal. What's so your most- it's right now, right now it's a number of homes a month. I'm happy selling X number of homes a month. Okay. Uh, previous times it's been how much I like to make a year. Yeah. Sometimes it's what type of an impact I want to, what, what type of a legacy. Um, and it's all written in a very positive way and just, you know, I am happy earning over X amount a year. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't believe it and if you don't really believe it, it's not going to happen. And you can set yourself a goal. Everybody, you know, talks about goal planning and, hey, 500 grand, no problem. But you know what? You don't really believe that. I can say, yeah, I can make 500 grand, no problem. But you actually have to train yourself to believe that. So I don't know if that's weird. Probably it's a little bit frou-frou-y out there. I'm a little bit of a yogi too, even though I Ah. suck at it and I hate it most of the time. Namaste. But it all comes down to mental. Namaste. It's on my back actually. It says namaste. Oh, Uh, (laughs) I love it. Namaste. Uh, Anyways, but you really got to train yourself and you have to make yourself believe it. I mean, it's. It, I feel I feel weird talking about this because it kind of sounds frou-frou-y and a bit shitty. Even my dog just left the room. He's like, oh, really, mom? Uh, but, you know, but it's so true. It's so true. And so setting yourself up for success like that every day, I have to do that. I have to get a couple hours in the office done. It's the only way I'm going to stay on top of all my clients, make sure that they've got the mm. best uh, me you know, and that they're getting the best service because I don't want to deal with all the clients in the world. I don't want Mm. to deal with all the people in the world. I want to provide amazing boutique experience for every single one. Mm. When is the last time you, when's the last time you cried? I'm a crier. You're a crier? I'm a crier. crier. Yeah. So when's the last time you cried? I'm emotional. Uh, I probably cried two or three days ago. And why, why, what, was it a professional reason? Oh, no, I totally cried on the 31st, December 31st. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was a professional reason. Oh. So I didn't meet my goal last year. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a lofty goal, but I do feel like I could, I could meet it. And I had that moment of, 
and here's the funny thing, because even when I do my, meet my goals, I don't necessarily have that feeling of fulfillment. Sure. And so I, I didn't meet my goal last year. I know. But when I started to write down, um, I did a little bit of a New Year's ritual with some friends. We were out in Golden skiing, snowboarding, and yeah, snowshoeing, yeah. and uh, we burnt all of the things that we didn't that didn't serve us anymore. So we wrote down, you know, this doesn't serve me anymore. Guilt doesn't serve me anymore. Mm. Threw them into a fire and did a New Year's thing. See, the frou-frou comes out every now and no, then. I like and, it. And I realized that not only did I not meet my goal, but I did all of these other things that weren't even on my horizon. Mm. And there was zero way for me to actually quantitatively measure them. And I far exceeded my expectation. I mean, you know, I was I was reelected onto the board this year, yep. and then we go into a, a meeting, and and then I was elected to to president elect, which means next year I'll be the president of the Calgary Real Estate Board, which is amazing and fulfilling, and I should have some joy out of that, being like, wow, yes, I get to make a difference. This is great, but it wasn't on my quantitative radar, and so I cried because. I didn't meet one goal that probably didn't mean that much to me, but I met all of these others that I wasn't including. And why wasn't I including those? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's just I, I, a little I, bit overwhelming. And I'm like, ah, now I feel like a failure, but yeah. then I'm not a failure, but I feel like a failure. And so there's just that battle going on all the time. Yeah, but that's, that's, ah. that's the inner battle though. That's the inner battle because even Wait. if you, even if you don't make a goal, like, I'm sorry, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, I, I, the, one of my other guests said, uh, he said it's the Wu-Tang cream method. Calendars rule everything around me. Cream, right? But the goals, the goal is just the word. The, the real goal, the real goal, and you have to admit this, especially for you, is the journey. Now, the journey oh. that leads you to the goal, the, the goal itself is whatever. As soon as you hit that goal, you know your character. You're just going to set another goal. The reality is, yeah. is until the day you die, you're going to have a goal. And then when you're dead or whatever, there's no U-Haul that's going to be behind your hearse, right? Okay, you're not taking any of the mm-hmm. shit with you. You got the little, like, what year were you born? Oh, I, I shouldn't ask you that. Maybe that's private. <laughs> you were born in 19-something. But it's the little dash that goes into, that's, that's the goal, it was the journey in the life. Yeah. So I look at your Instagram all the time. And you know what I think? Because sometimes, like, it's so funny. If you look at a lot of your posts, you will, you'll post, like, I know you got featured in uh, on a website or something like that about top realtors or something like that, right? Yeah. And I then, was like, where did that come from? And then you <laughs> prefaced it, though. You always come back with something that you didn't do. Like, yeah. if you actually look back in your Instagram posts, it's like, you're really, really hard on yourself. But most people that want to be great at their craft are hard on themselves. However, I would I would challenge you as your Edmontonian, Fairmont, British Columbian marketing friend to actually dig a little deeper and master the part that sends you from wanting the goal to then yeah. having the complete like you slam base yourself, very critical of yourself to then setting another goal and then wanting to get the previous goal. Like there's something in the middle there. What is the middle part? That's constantly having you fight with yourself because like you said, you want this, you want that, you're going crazy, going here, but there's that middle piece. That's, that's the good stuff. In my opinion, that's the good stuff. Oh, for for sure it is. But I think too, I mean, before I post anything, one, I don't always give a whole bunch of thought and consideration into it. Thank God. I I try to, Uh, but the whole, the whole reason of that is because, you know, I I was featured in, in this website saying, you know, top realtor to follow in Calgary, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
But I was also at that period of time, because that was at the very end of the year going through, but I didn't yeah. meet my goals. And so I was trying to rationalize it with myself. Like at what point does this goal and this number not matter? And then all of a sudden, all of these other amazing, great things are happening. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, that was literally the internal struggle between it. Yeah. Now, I love my journey. I wouldn't change it for anyone because I've learned so much. And yeah, I've been beat down a lot and I'm sure it's going to happen again in the future. And in fact, I know it will. Uh, and so that, that middle bit, I think is the part that I like to reflect on. Mm, yes. You know, like that's the stuff that I think about and that's the stuff that, you know, when I'm sitting in a wheelchair, when I'm older, that I'm going to be like, hmm. You know, that's that's the juicy goodness right there. Is, is, is there one thing that you would say, um, is there one thing you would say that is, um, uh, how do I put it? Is there one thing that you would say in regards to yourself um, that nobody really knows about you? Like the general public, like you come across as a very like flamboyant, energetic, crazy, self-aware, lack of self-aware um, confident, crazy, not confident, really crazy, like, you know, twirl your hair around, dancing by yourself, doing weird shit. And I mean, that's great. But is there something where you're like, but don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. This is what Sarah's really about. Like, is there something where you're just like, it's non-negotiable even with yourself? Uh, it's, it's kind of funny you say that only because... I've often asked people like who you see and what you see online, does that represent who and what I am? Yeah. And thankfully the answer has been yes. Yep. Which, which I really like and enjoy. Now the side of me you don't see is that all of this extravagance and flamboyance and out there and type a personality, I find it really exhausting. Yeah. I need a huge recharge after I do a big event or yeah. after I'm out there speaking or when I'm doing things like that, I need, I need me time. And it's funny because I can personally see when that is even with the Instagram posts, because there will be times where a week or two goes by and I don't post anything. And it's because I'm just exhausted. Yeah. I'm keeping my head down, my butt up. I'm getting stuff done, but I'm exhausted. I need far more me personal quiet time uh then i think probably the average person does interesting do you yeah so there's that very like yin and yang with it like yeah and people don't get that they think oh like always up for a party and out to do stuff and i'm like uh you know like i i need to do my own thing well and that's the that's the vibe i get from you i think your biggest strengths are also your your biggest downfalls huge yeah for sure i feel that way how can we help one another out on this how can you say like I even think about like it's a vulnerable thing. Even I, I like I talk to my wife about this. It's I think it's lonely. Entrepreneurship is very lonely. And somebody told me like when you're at the top, it's lonely and you feel like you got everybody chasing. And I don't want to say I get into the negative uh, thoughts of like I can't talk to this person because they're probably just trying to. I've had so many people try to pull pull so much crap on me, like, you know, come in the back door, come on the side. You know, and I'm I'm a vulgar person. Like I'm I'm gonna kick you in your fucking teeth. Like I, I'm a nice guy, but I'm just like, come on, man. Like come at me in a real way. If you're gonna ask me for something, don't let that be the first contact. Build some value. You know, don't be a taker. Be a giver. I mean, if you ask me, Ryan, what's one statement in your life? I want to be known for giving more than I took. Period. Period. Right. Yeah. I actually want to leave something. So when I when I talk to somebody like you, we all have the same problems. But then what happens is. When we stop talking, we go back into our own uh, heads. We go back into our own worlds. 
And it's so funny. I'll see you again or I'll see somebody again or next person. And we we pick up right where we left off. And I'm like, but how come we didn't keep in touch in the beginning, in the middle? They're like, yeah, it's a great question, Ryan. It's just, damn, I, I don't know. I don't know. But Nobody ever has an answer. I know, but you, but you don't need I mean, those are the ones that you can come back to and after not seeing for six months, a year, or even longer and, and pick up where you left off. Absolutely. Now, how, how to get beyond that is just keep talking and keep sharing because yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people out there that don't like me. And I've heard a lot of chatter and I try not to get too torn up into that because I'm not here to please everybody. But the more that I share and the more that I share, I mean, I can get into details with some of the stuff that I'm sharing. A lot of realtors won't do that because we feel like it's proprietary. Okay. Okay. I, what have I you heard, heard about you? Let's talk. Thing. Let's talk about this. What have you heard about yourself? Like specific things. Don't mention names. No, no I want to get in. No, no. We're, I'm going to get into some of mine too. I like yeah. this. People love this. This is real talk. So tell me a couple things that are just like brutal. Sarah doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah. Uh, she's not a very good agent anyways. Yeah. I don't understand why people are even paying attention. Uh, she's an embarrassment to, to our profession. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, yeah. and, and I hear it all, I hear it all the time, you know, Oh, you know, she's all talk. She doesn't sell anything. You know, you, you hear stuff like that, Correct. And you're like, you know, and it's hard not to get defensive. Sure. And I always have that moment of being like, and like, I want to fucking get down somebody's throat immediately. Correct. I've gotten a lot better at stepping back and taking time to cool down before I'll respond to anything. And sometimes I just won't be like, you know what? That's fine. But I'm going to keep doing what I do and I'm going to keep sharing and I'm going to keep being open because I honestly feel like it's good for our industry. And I know that I've helped other agents out there and they've helped me too. Mm. And those, those positives are the things that I need to concentrate on. When I get an, a text or an email or a message and I get this on Instagram, which is amazing, being like, you don't know this, but I thought about you this last year. Mm. You don't know this, but you did this, this, and this, and that's helped me. And so it's funny because we concentrate so much more on the negative, just like me not making my goal and not on, well, wait a minute, there's been far more people being like, hey, you know, this is a good thing for us. And, and not liking my pictures anymore. And... Not liking my pictures anymore. I don't, but I don't even see them. But you're right. But no, but no, but give me props. You got to give me props here. You know it. How can I just think, man? You're like, man, this guy's been following me on Instagram forever. But you've been in the back of my head because I'm like, sorry. Well, I've been following you too. I just don't see him. No, I know. I don't know. But I just think about it. I'm like, you do get. I mean. I think a lot, I would have to say, I mean, man, it, hurt, it pains me to say this because this is how I make my living. But when it comes to social media and digital marketing and all these things, it, 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 it's conflicting. Because if you ask the truth, if somebody says, Ryan, do I want to go here? Do I like, like, should I invest in this? Like, I always tell people, I love my phone and much respect. These phones are like the Bible of your life, right? It's the remote control of your life, right? But get off the phone and go live real life, right? Number one. Number two, don't don't base your self-worth on likes, followers, any of that. That's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Now, at the same token, this phone and the internet affords us opportunities that are absolutely amazing. I can be in the middle of nowhere in Fairmont, which you know in the winter. There's, I think I could have a barbecue on, on my road right here right now, and I'll maybe see one car in the next two hours. There's nobody yeah. here in the wintertime. I love yeah. it. I love it. It's me. It's Bambi. And, it, and it's my family. And it's the damn. It's what I love. It's but awesome. having said that, it's going into where you are. I think for you, when you hear negative things about yourself... I think you really, I'm going to challenge you to do this in 2018. I want you to embrace it. And I want you to ask yourself this question. 
is this making me feel a certain way because of my lack of empathy and ego? It's a deep question. Is this making me feel X, Y, Z way, whatever way that is, because of my ego or empathy? I'm telling you, once oh, you find the yeah, truth to that. A, no, no, no. It's always ego, which is why I wait to respond. It's always ego. It always is. And you feel like you need to defend yourself. And mm. it's it's hard and it takes a big person just to be like, I don't need to say anything. And I'm, I'm not getting into the rumor mill and I'm not going to start throwing Love things it. back and forth. Love it. It's a small fucking world. We're going to be running into everybody again. Love so, it. Whatever. It, it is what it is. I'm doing my business to the best of my ability. And I just hope that those people, you know, what I too. think, you know what I, you know what I think when you get the haters and all that, I think that it's our responsibility to be empathetic to the fact that there's something not going on in their life that makes them feel a certain way. We know that, but it's not our, it, I'm empathetic to the fact that I don't feel sorry for them, but I understand that like if somebody comes at me, it's amazing. If they come at me, as long as they don't come overboard, like don't be talking like too much, like, don't be don't ever say anything about like don't get personal with me. But if you're coming at me from the business context, um, I, 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 I kind of look back and I'm just like and I get this a lot, too. And there, I just like, you know what? I appreciate your opinion. I do. I'm empathetic. I'm dignified. But the best thing I can do is shut my mouth and just keep on doing my thing. And the more you yeah. smile. Oh, man. But I'm telling you, the fact that people have an opinion about you, Sarah, is a great thing because it means that you're actually doing some shit. Like well, you're doing some shit. It yeah. Exactly. It means they know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> you Listen, you have to be thought of in order to be ignored. You have to be thought of in order to be ignored. I mean, I mean, shit, if you're hating on me and you don't want to like my picture, Madonna said the best quote. She's like, shit, if you're talking shit about me and you're not liking my shit, Bitch, you're a fan. You're still a fan. You're a you're fan. Still, you still know what I'm doing. You're a fan. <laughs> if you're watching me and stalking me, but you're not liking anything, you're a fan. Thank you. Um, I just want to get in. I know uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, however, um, real estate, what's your future plans before we get into our fire round? Um, and just talk about a little bit about, again, just, just the real estate, where you think it's going really quick for you know even the next two, three years. What is your goal in the next two to three years? Um, and before you answer that, I just want to ask you one question. The only thing I, I think about when I think about real estate and being a realtor is the business model to me, I don't like it per se. And it's maybe just because of my lack of knowledge, because I probably don't know the insider stuff about it. But I don't like the feeling of I got to pay agency fees I feel like every time you sell a home, there's so many damn hands in the pocket of commission before that commission gets down to you. I You got to pay licensing. Like, what's your opinion of that? And, and is it a true statement in some in some regard or, is, or am I a little wacky for saying that? Oh, God, no, no, no. That's, you know, a tale as old as time. Uh, everybody's got their hands out. Right. So everybody thinks, oh, you make all this and da, 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 da. But everybody's got their hands out everywhere you turn. Somebody's got an invoice. You've got to pay this. You've got to pay this. Like monthly costs and fees are astronomical. Now, things are changing, which is amazing. Mm. And I want to be at the forefront of that change. And I want the agents around here to be at the forefront of that change. You know, technology is getting in there and it's got a handout, too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it most definitely does. But there's going to be different ways to do this. I don't feel like that personal touch of having a realtor will ever go away. I do know that back east, there are ways that you can purchase a home just using a credit card without ever seeing it. Uh, but there are so many thoughts and feelings towards homes yep. that you cannot get that just by looking at something online. You actually physically have to go there. And so I feel like 
the service level is still going to be there, but we've got to amp up the game. We've got to find different ways of doing it. And yes, at some point we're going to have to find cheaper ways of doing it. You know, we see everything that's going on in the States right now. All of that is coming up here too. We look at the data and how proprietary we've got the MLS right now. There are changes coming in the future and we have to have the headlights on and we have to see what's coming down the road Uh, Mm -hmm. because the way that we do business is changing and it's changing faster and faster and faster. And you're either leading that charge or you are too far behind. You're late. So tons of changes, but it can be good. And it doesn't mean, you know, and I always talk about, I don't believe in the scarcity principle because I do feel like there's enough for everybody out there, which is why probably I'm very open in sharing these things. There's enough for everybody out there. If you're willing to do the work, you will be okay. Absolutely. And so having having that attitude and, and moving forward, I mean, we need to be at the forefront of this. Things, mm-hmm. things are going to change and they're going to change fast. And it can be a good change as long as you can help direct that. Absolutely. Wow. I like that. Bam. Um, bam, bam, bam. And a big boom. Once you hear the finished podcast, you'll be hearing lots of like sound effects coming in. Uh, fire round, and then we're gonna close out with how people can yeah, reach out to you. Yeah, what the hell's a fire round? Fire round is I'm gonna I'm gonna bolt. Uh, how many questions I got here? Fifteen quick questions. Don't think about it. Just okay. answer. Ready? Number yeah. one: sneakers or heels? Sneakers. Okay. Two: What's for dinner tonight? Popcorn at a movie. Okay. Three: Are you a hunter or gatherer? I'm a hunter. You are a new addition to a crayon box. What color would you be? Fuchsia. <laughs> Who would win the fight between Superman and Batman? Superman. Okay. What is your number one thing that drives you? Passion. Okay. Proudest moment personally? I haven't had it yet. Ooh, interesting. Biggest professional accomplishment? Haven't had it yet. How do you define success? I can't, which is why I'm having a hard time with it. Interesting. What are you scared of? Myself. Do you have a role model? Yes. Okay. Who is that? My mom. Perfect. What is your favorite thing to do? (laughs) Read. Okay. Oh, God. I can't even just say one thing. Read, ride my horse, go outside for a run. (laughs) But what is the one thing, if you got to choose between one thing, what, what is that? Between one thing. Just one thing that actually, like, just, if you had to pick... Love. Okay. When you think of Calgary, what's the first word that comes to mind? Cold. Cold. (laughs) (laughs) One piece of advice you would give to someone who is scared shitless. We all are. You're not alone. Okay. When you hear the word star, what is the first thought that comes to mind? Is born. Okay. You have three nights and four days, all expenses paid. You can take your family. Where would you go in the world? Three nights, four days. That's a great... Seychelles. Seychelles Islands. Ooh, okay. I like that. Uh, that is it. Is Lastly, is there anything else you want to express, say, or tell the audience? They're thinking about real estate, or they're in business, or they're too scared that they're not good enough, or they have issues, or they got mommy issues, or they got daddy issues, or they got some sort of issues. Is there anything <laughs> you want to tell them to do in 2018? questions and find a mentor there are far more people out there willing to help than you can ever imagine okay and uh, last but not least how do people get and reach out to you sarah yeah you can find me on instagram at adventures in real estate yyc okay and um i just want to say close out the show by 
Um, you know, I'm going to keep, you know, batting down the quote. I said a quote in a previous episode. People love it. I said, I'm many things today, but I could be many more things in the future. I just don't know what those are. And my next quote that I want everybody to always remember, Denzel Washington, ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. Everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of The Ryan Old Show. You can go on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, rate the podcast. Thanks so much, everybody, for your love. Sarah, we're going to round it out with a 3-2-1 boom. 3-2-1 boom! Sarah, thanks so much. I will direct message you with the links when it's done and stay in touch. Yay, thanks so much, Ryan. Thanks for your time. Bye. You bet. Bye.